Hello everybody and welcome to Charity Rocks Radio. This is the first full-length episode and what a special one it's going to be. I'm joined by Erin. Hello everyone. And we're going to be taking you through the doors of the legendary, the iconic... Abbey Road Studios. Here we go. Fridachy and Grandot in Charity Rocks Radio. You are listening to Charity Rocks Radio. So you're probably listening to this thinking, how did you get the opportunity to record at Abbey Road? You know, it's not something you do every day. It can be a once in a lifetime opportunity for most people. And to be honest, it was just something that I'm eternally grateful that I've been able to do. We have contacts in Fostering Solutions, who are part of the National Fostering Agency. And they were putting together a, a single to raise awareness about foster care. And I was invited along to put down uh, a vocal on the track. So it was a Saturday morning in April of this year. I remember the alarm clock going off and thinking... Wow, today's the day I'm going to go into Abbey Road Studios. N- none of it, the, the recording didn't even cross my mind. It wasn't the fact I was recording at Abbey Road at all. It was the fact I was going in to Abbey Road Studios where all that history was, all of those recordings. It's just an iconic building. And I remember we had a, I think it was like a five hour drive down to London. Yeah, we had the full Beatles discography. We did. All of it, the whole thing. <laughs> we played it from the beginning. We did. And, and do you know what? There's, there's something I always remember about that, that day was we pulled up to a, a services and I remember there must have been some kind of big football match on because everybody in that services had the same football kit on. And we were just, just sat there and I remember saying to you, God, we're the only ones that know right now that we're going to Abbey Road. You know, no, nobody knows what we're going, what we're doing. You know, we're just two, just a couple having a coffee, but we're about to go to Abbey Road Studios in London and record. I just remember that feeling so well. Huge deal. I hope everybody knows this, but Beatles is such a big part of our lives. We are like obsessed Beatles mad. I'm looking at a picture right now of Paul McCartney on my dining room wall. <laughs> you know, so it's a big thing. And going down to Abbey Road, it's like the holy grail of the Beatles. It's just where you want to go, where you need to be. <laughs> it is. And I think I think that's exactly what I was thinking as well. I was thinking, wow, you know, we're going to be going through the same... I, the way that I think of anything like this is I really, really remember the details. So I think, wow, these steps would have been where they walked up. They would have had to go through this door. Yeah, they like we've have... seen the picture of them at the front of yeah. them. We've seen videos of them walking into Abbey Road. Exactly. And we're about to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you are literally following in the footsteps of the Beatles. So we make it to London, we've parked up, and we're on our way to Abbey Road Studios now. So we're walking along this road, and all of a sudden you just see all these tourists everywhere. Yeah, just literally a, a flood of tourists. You can't see anything but tourists and uh, I remember they're like the, all over the roads, they're all over the pavements. <laughs> they are. They're taking photos at the gates, trying to get a little peek of who's inside Abbey Road. Um, I remember, uh, you know, as you pull up, they're all trying to chance a photo on the crossing, trying to do the Abbey Road pose. All the commuters are beeping them and telling them to go away and everything. Just there's a massive a mania there. That is, it's Beatlemania. Yeah, even 50 years later, yeah, it's Beatlemania. It, it is literally <laughs> Beatlesmania, yeah. And, and what you do is you, um, you stand amongst them, you know, and you're looking at, you're hearing all kinds of languages. You know, the people from all over the world come to this studio. It's, it's a huge, huge deal. And I just remember the, the best feeling ever was walking up to the gates amongst everybody else and pushing the gates open, walking into the grounds of Abbey Road Studios. Because we had our VIP passes on, didn't we? We did. We had our, <laughs> we had our passes on. And I remember looking behind me and seeing just... A, a sea of astonished faces. Yeah, they were like dumbstruck. They were like, oh, how are they getting in there? Exactly. We just walked straight up to the front door. We pushed it open, walked in, 
and the best line, that just the, the thing that warmed my cockles, yeah? As I walked through the door, the, the lovely guy from, from behind the front desk said, welcome to Abbey Road Studios. It was like something from a film. It was just the way he said it, I just thought, wow, I've arrived, I'm here. <laughs> it was like a pilgrimage, yeah? It was like a religious <laughs> pilgrimage. I had got to where I needed to be. I was on holy ground. And the next stage is you, uh, you sign the guest book. So you, 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 you open the guest book, you sign in like you'd sign in anywhere. You sign at Abbey Road. So our names are still there right now. Our They'll names, still be in that book. They will. Our names will be in that book right now. One thing that I always kick myself for is I should have flicked back and looked at the names that were in that book. Could you imagine? Think of the people that walk through those doors that could have been in that book. So what you do from there on is you, you walk out of that main reception room, you go through a door, and you walk down a, a really, really long corridor. And we milked that walk, didn't we? We milked it. We, we it, didn't it rush took it. It took us ages. Yeah, and, and it's no exaggeration when I say it's, it, it's probably about 200 movie posters as you go down there and you've got prints of, of Star people. Wars, yeah, you've Indiana got Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones signed by John Williams. You know, there's there's a Yeah, there's all a, the people have signed it, haven't they? Like thanks yeah. for having us and you know that they've recorded there yeah, at Abbey Road Studios. I remember seeing a Sharpie that said thanks for having us or something like that. John Williams. And I remember looking at that Sharpie like really close and thinking, wow, you know, his his hand is written on that poster. You know, it's a big deal. He's a, he's the biggest movie, com- you know, arguably the the biggest movie composer of our times, and he's there and he's recorded in that room there. You know, that's that to me is magical. So you walk down this corridor, you're taking in everything. You're seeing Elton John, you're looking at Pink Floyd, The Beatles, Oasis. You know, it's that in itself. That could be a museum. It could be an exhibition of Abbey Road and you'd be happy. You'd you'd leave going thanks. You know, that was worth my ticket. Great, gone. So we've walked down the corridor. Now we're into the cafeteria and it looks just like a cafeteria from school. It's like little red plastic chairs to one side, an actual dinner lady, people getting food on little trays. And then you look to the side again and there's pictures all over the wall again of like Paul McCartney with the same little red tray sat on the little red chair. And you're thinking, oh, am I sat in that chair right now? Paul McCartney could have sat in this chair. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's iconic. It was, it was amazing. And I remember being sat there, I asked for a, um, a glass of water and, you know, I knew in, in about 10 minutes I was about to, to do some singing. So I remember sat there drinking my water, waiting for them to say, right, come on, it's your turn to go and record. And I remember being sat there thinking, oof, I'm nervous now. You know, <laughs> the nerves really hit me. You know, yeah. you, we're not talking a little recording studio down the road. This is the, the recording studio. And if there's any place you want to get it right, it's right here, right it's now. It's right there. And I remember them coming in and saying, right, we're going to the gatehouse. And the gatehouse was a, a new studio. It's, I think it was added in 2017. So it's sort of a, a modern section to Abbey Road. And prior to going, I'd watched a lot of interviews um, about Abbey Road. And I'd watched an interview with Noel Gallagher. And he was sat in the gatehouse We'd seen studio. it like yeah. the night before, hadn't we? It was there. And um, as we walked in, we were like, that's where Noel was sitting. Yeah. That is where Noel was sat on that documentary that we watched like, Two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and you could see the brick wall. Be, it, was, it was almost instantly recognisable. Now, just here's just a few credits. Now, we, we had Lewis Jones, so he was our engineer. And he was a lovely guy. He put, the session was, was so relaxing. He put everybody at ease. Um, 
There was even a bar of chocolate in there that we were nibbling on. There was. There was a bar of chocolate in there. And, and these are, you know, I'd just like to read, some, read out some of Lewis's credits. These are projects that Lewis has worked on. Um, he did the Our Planet soundtrack. That's the David Attenborough Netflix thing. He's worked um, on uh, James Bay stuff, the Avengers soundtrack, Mission Impossible, The Hunger Games, James Bond's uh, Spectre, Jurassic Park... Um, and he did the. He worked on the on-air um, BBC Sessions album that the Rolling Stones released. You know his credits are massive. And he was such a nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He was so chilled. He made you feel like really comfortable. Yeah. No airs and graces. Just down to earth. Lovely guy. Saying, Chris, take as long as you need. We'll get it. You know that was really good. Or, or can you just do it a little bit louder? Just really nice feedback. You would never know. And to be honest, I didn't know until we left. Until we left the session, and I went online and read up on him. I didn't know his credits. I'm kind of glad I didn't. I think yeah. <laughs> if I was stood there trying to do a vocal thing... It would have taken God. about 30 more takes if you'd have known who he was. <laughs> it would have, yeah. I mean, come on, that's mad pressure. Huge pressure. But he, you would never know. He was just like an average Joe, just like everybody else, and so encouraging. So, you know, thanks, Lewis, for, for that fantastic, uh, fantastic session. But I remember being stood there and being presented with this... this Newman microphone that was distressed and aged and I remember thinking at the time what has this microphone seen if this microphone could talk what would it tell you it just looked like it had been used on every session you've ever seen and I remember looking at that thinking wow this is Abbey Road you know every little every little thing every little piece of the puzzle you would want at Abbey Road was there you've got the vintage microphone you've got the approach you've got the posters the whole experience up to this stage is just phenomenal. I think you were in the control room. Yeah, I was. So you were behind the glass. Yeah, I was looking through. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember ha- I had my uh, my headphones on and he was talking to me through the little talk, uh, the talk button. And he said, right, Chris, we're going to do, do your take. And I remember just taking a deep breath thinking, here is your chance. You've got one chance to just nail it at Abbey Road. And I just went for it. Hell forever. I, I don't think I even opened my eyes. And I've seen photos of me in that room since with my eyes shut. And I thought, I'm just going to really go for this. You know, I'm not going to be self-aware. It's just deliver the perfect vocal in the perfect place. And it was, it was just, I just loved it. I loved it. And then I found out actually that Noel Gallagher had recently written and recorded um, one of his recent singles, Black Star Dancing, in that exact room. You know, this is a, it's a part of Abbey Road. Yeah, it's a new part of Abbey Road, but it's a used part of Abbey Road Studios where artists are recording all the time. You know, it's a big deal. I mean, it was over quite quickly, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, you, you did your recording, you did a couple of takes, and then that was kind of it, because there'd been people throughout the day doing the same thing, and we had, like, a time slot that yeah. we had to be there for. They did a couple of interviews with you, didn't they? Yeah. They, like, asked you about things. You managed to speak about Charity Rocks Wales. I did a shoehorned Charity Rocks yeah, Wales in. The fact that we'd done a couple of Beatles gigs ourselves. Yeah. We had to put that in there. Um, and then... We took some pictures inside and outside, yeah. but then it was kind of time to leave. We had to go back through the corridors that we'd come through and go back past the cafe. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, at the point then, you know you're going home. So at this stage, you're like, right, I am going to dawdle. The thing to remember is we've driven five hours. We've been in here for maybe half an hour, and now it's time to drive five hours back. You know, it's yeah. a very quick, granted it's a legendary experience, but it's, it's a blink of an eye and it's gone. 
So I remember, I remember both of us, we were sort of sneaking around. I think we went like upstairs. We went to some areas where we probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. And we were sort of snooping around. <laughs> and I remember looking at all of the, um, all of the prints and things again and taking it all in. And we, we said bye to the, to the team that were working on the, on the single. And she said, oh, right, you know, I hope you had a great day. Um, oh, we were in the Beatles studio earlier. Just, 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 yeah, just, just said And we were like, what? What was that? She's like, oh, yeah, we were in the, uh, in the Beatles studio. Do you mean studio too? And she was like, oh, I think so. <laughs> you yeah. know, we knew more than she did. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, right, okay. And she was like, but it's a shame now because you can't go in because there's a band recording in there at the moment. And we thought, oh, devastated. Yeah. If you, if you want to see any room... It's that one. It's that one. It's Studio Two. It's it's the Beatles studio. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, a bit devastated. And I will forever be thankful to that lady. And and her name escapes it. I know she's part of this the um Fostering Solutions team, but she said, Oh, oh just come on, we'll 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 see if we can get in. And she took us round the corner. And sure enough, the band that were recording in there were on their break. They were on a tea break. They were on Come a tea on. break, yeah. <laughs> so we've got an empty Studio 2. An empty Studio 2. It's even the one that's on Rock Band. It you is. You see them in it on yeah, Rock Band. You, <laughs> you know. And I remember, I think the, the, it was in the corridor, you go through like an isolation booth, some kind of booth. Which, which is before the, the Studio 2. And it's yeah, got they had like big glass, glass sliding yeah. doors, didn't they? I'd imagine it'd be for the drums, but that's just me speculating. And I remember being stood looking through the glass at an empty Studio 2. The parquet floor, very much like what you'd have at your school assembly hall, a bit distressed. Had the stairs up, the control room at the top. They had the panels out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, all the, the sound panels. panels. And you just think, wow, this is it. This is the place and I was always I think you you see certain things in life so you you see photos of the Statue of Liberty and you see them your whole life and then you go and see the Statue of Liberty in person and you go oh it's smaller than I thought oh that's a lot bigger than I thought that was exactly how I imagined it to be it was literally like looking at a photograph of Studio 2 and you could imagine where they would be in the corner over there you know, where they'd be over there with their cigarettes on their amps or whatever. I could see all yeah, of those. When you, like, when you listen to like the anthology yeah. and you hear them saying like, oh, I've messed up that take or like, oh, right, going for a cup of tea now. Yeah. They've said it in that, in that room, room. In that yeah. room. Everything, even obviously the songs that you listen to on the radio, they've been done in that room. But like when you hear them talking, you're like, that is where they said all those things. Yeah. That is where they recorded it all, you know. That's where George Martin was in the top going like, do it again, boys, you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's there. It's there. And and we were there, I think in total, we were stood there for possibly 30 seconds. Yeah, you were really like, come on, we've got to go. And I was like, no, we'll go in, we'll go in. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I remember standing there thinking, my this is the only, I, I didn't reach for my phone. You know, they had said, but when we'd gone in, we'd had to sign a little thing saying we wouldn't take photos in there anyway. But, and I just knew at that stage that the wrong thing to do would be reaching into my pocket and looking at it through a little phone screen. You've got 30 seconds here where your eyes can just take it in. It's got to go in your brain, hasn't it? It's got to go in your brain. It's like when you go to any gig and everybody gets their phone out to record it, to watch it later. You've got to look at it with your own two eyes and make it part of those little pockets of memory in yeah, your brain. <laughs> exactly. And that is forever one of those memories in my brain. 
You know, mm. it's not a, a low-res image on a smartphone. It's in my brain. And it's something to this day... I, I think really, as a Beatles fan, I can't see really how it's going to get any better now. I, you know, we, we've, we've been to see Paul McCartney. We've yeah. done the things, we've done the cavern. We've done all of those bits. We've been around their houses, their childhood homes. All of that stuff is amazing. I just don't see how it can beat or how anything can beat being at that studio too. We did manage to get pictures on the steps though, didn't we? We that, did. The, that same lady, after she'd shown us Studio 2, she was like, oh, I'll show you out. And we were like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair to her, as we were going out, she was like, oh, we'll, we'll take your picture on the steps. Yeah, we'll have your picture. So we did manage to get our pictures so that we do have proof that we were there. <laughs> we do. And, and the thing is as well, we're passing like Studio 1, um, which we're, we're sort of, we're, we're big Beatles fans. So of course our attention is going to be on Studio 2. It is. And, and I mean, when you think of the the um, recordings that have been done there, you know, we're very much focusing on the Beatles right now, which of course we are. We're big Beatles fans. We're, we're going to do that. But there's um, there's a, a fantastic playlist on Spotify, which is called Abbey Road Studio 2. I think it's like an official playlist that Abbey Road have made or, or Spotify have made, which is a collection of all the songs that have been recorded in that room. And you've got everybody. You've got Noel Gallagher. You've got David Bowie, Oasis, uh, Radiohead. You've got Muse, Ed Sheeran, um, Adele did the um, Skyfall, the James Bond song. It's like the place to be, isn't it? It really is. And that's and the thing is, this is this is sort of scratching the surface. You've got Rocket Man. I think that, that all that was done at Abbey Road, wasn't it, with Giles Martin? Mm-hmm. You've got Yesterday, that recent film. Uh, it's just a it's a it's a revolving door of amazing artists and bands that go with it. So as we were walking back down the corridor and towards the exit, we um, we caught the same guy that greeted us as we came in. Yeah, we did. And um, and just the loveliest, the loveliest guy. And I think he could see that we were we were pretty excited to be there. To yeah, be with the, with the other guys that were there that met us. Not that they didn't appreciate their time there, but I don't think it was as big of a deal for them. They were kind of rushing in and out and leaving and making sure they were catching the train on time whereas we were just like walking around in a daze like a daydream (laughs) it was it was a daydream that's that's exactly how Mm. i how i describe it as well and he now i've said this to friends and family the experience was amazing yeah it was of course it was but the thing that really made it special for me was the fact that this guy you know and i really i'm really really sorry that i didn't get his name because you know he's just the loveliest guy but he came around from the desk and he said, um, oh, do, you know, do you want to hear some of my stories? You know, just, just some of the people that, you know, because this is the guy that signs people into Abbey Road. He's think, worked there for like years years. And, years. and think of the people that he sees on a daily basis, yeah? So he stands up. We're, we're, right now we're in the main sort of reception area, stood in the middle, getting a first rate story from this guy. And he says... Well, you know, only the other week, Paul McCartney came in and um, he said to me, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and see if I get noticed on the Abbey Road crossing. <laughs> and apparently he went out onto that Abbey Road crossing, did the pose. And some one of the tourists said, who do you think you are? Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, just classic things like that, that you wouldn't get anywhere else. And Yoko our, Ono had been in there, hadn't he? Yoko hadn't had she? been in, yeah. Exactly. And and as well, Brian Wilson, right? So huge Beach Boys fan, massive. And we've, we've been lucky enough to see uh, Brian Wilson. Yeah. But Brian Wilson walked in to Abbey Road and I think he was with, I think he was with Al Jardine. 
Yeah, I'm a little bit hazy. I'm sure, in fact, it was Al Jardine. No, it was. It yeah. was, yeah, I remember. And he said that Al Jardine's face lit up like a child at Christmas from walking into Abbey Road. This was, this is, you know, he's huge, he's, he's massive, he's a beach boy, yeah? And he's walked into Abbey Road buzzing, like, wow, this is special. And when you hear those kind of stories, you realise it's not just us, it's no. not just the, the regular Joe public, Every single person, musicians alike, are completely obsessed with this place. And there was a, another story which the guy told us, which I absolutely loved. And it was that Pete Townsend from The Who had come into Abbey Road. And um, it, it just so happened that this, the, the, um, the guy on, on reception, his son was doing a, a dissertation on The Who for uni. And he, he was telling Pete Townsend about this. And Pete Townsend said, well, he went into his jacket and brought out a, a card. And he said, this is my, my team, my secretary or whatever. If you, if you contact them or if you ask your son to contact them, they will give him everything he needs to help Books him. Books and everything, yeah. wasn't it? Anything he wants. And sure enough, you know, his son messaged the, the offices of Pete Townsend or whatever. And about a week later, he said, you know, um, a huge box arrives filled with Who stuff. <laughs> We're talking the the Bible of the Who, yeah? Everything you would want to know about the Who was given. And I just thought, do you know what? That's such a nice thing to do. And now every time I see Pete Townsend or every, if I watch a Who video, I just think, you are a nice guy. That is such a cool thing to do. And what a cool rock and roll story for that lad who can say, oh yeah, well, you know, I can credit Pete Townsend. Yeah. You know, when he's doing his credits at the end of, of who helped yeah. with the research, well, Pete Townsend himself. We did say that, didn't we? We were like, oh, all the jobs and all your careers, I would give a anything to just be in his position yeah. and have that job. Yeah. Like the, the amount of people that he manages to meet and to speak to. Yeah. And all the stories he told us, different people that he'd met, you know, it's just amazing. And I remember as we, as we were just, as we were literally leaving, I said to him, you know, has the novelty worn off? You know, you sat here, the people that you're seeing and the, and the, and the celebrities and the musicians. And I said, you know, has that novelty worn off? And he said, absolutely not. How could it wear off? I'm at Abbey Road. I get to do this for a job. I remember him saying, I get paid to do this. This is my job. Yeah. And what a fantastic job it is. And forever, forever thankful to him just for literally just that cherry on the cake there of making that the most perfect experience. And it's something that we will remember forever. And I'm so thankful that we've got the photos of us sat on the steps and things like that. What I'll do, I'll, I'll create a blog on um, Charity Rock's website and I'll put these photos on because they, they are really good photos and it really does sum up our you know small, short time that we had at Abbey Road Studios. Okay, so the aim of the single essentially is to raise awareness for fostering and the good that can be done. There is currently a need for an additional 8,000 foster families in the UK alone and we hope that this single can help to promote how fostering changes lives for the better and also to encourage more people to start a career in fostering. Absolutely. And again, if you want to look at the single, it's called The Light and the Calm. You can find it on YouTube. And if you want some more information on Fostering Solutions, it's www.fosteringsolutions.com. And you can read all about the good work that they do there. So thanks again for listening to this podcast. Your support is really, really appreciated. And if you want to hear further shows, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts at the moment. We're on SoundCloud. 
we're on uh, Castbox. You can also find us at www.charityrocks.wales forward slash radio, where we're going to be posting all of the podcasts in the future too. So thanks again, and that's bye from me, Chris. And bye from me, it's Erin. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Charity Rocks Radio. Go, 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 go.